and this is Pondering Bhutan <laughs> with Ajishi Otaro and Hachimitsu Boy. I'm Connor. Hello. How's it going? This is my podcast. There's no co-host. It's just me. Um, and this is a lighthearted and uproarious comedy podcast. I already told you it was a podcast, but I can say it again. Uh, it's a podcast that's dedicated to Eiji Nonoka's manga series, Cromarty High School. Um, also, I lied. I do have a co-host. My, my co-host's name is Neve. Do you want to say hello? Or, um, yeah, I, sure? you got that. You can just you can just do this on I, your I, own. I, I guess just do it. this I just is do what you decided that you're gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's okay. I I don't want to. I don't want to do both parts. Um, you are you sure? Because you know, you can just do it. Oh, uh, it's I, fine. I know, but I don't. I don't want to. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, hi, I'm Neve. I'm also here. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so today <clears throat> we are continuing our read through of Volume Three with. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. <clears throat> I got this. And today we are continuing our read through of Volume Three with Chapter Sixty Seven. Hamburgers. You did it again. <laughs> did what? Did I, did I mess up the intro again? Yeah. You Wait. don't. You don't. You don't say the X. Oh wait. I don't say that. Oh, in in hamburgers. No, it's pillow talk. I was doing a hunter-hunter joke. I know you don't listen to my other podcasts, but there there was a period where um, Autumn kept saying "Hunter X Hunter" on on like while promoing stuff. Uh, so when they started, when they remembered that you don't say the X, I started congratulating them every time. Oh, I'm not saying the X. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm pretty sure if, uh, if you like. The word hamburgers in French, I'm pretty sure it does have an X in it, but you don't say it. You don't say the yeah. X there either. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> if it's any consolation to Autumn, I've been reading it as Hunter X Hunter, like my internal reading, my, my internal uh, voice always like specifically says the X whenever I read the words. Uh, so hopefully that makes Autumn feel a little bit better. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's it's chapter sixty-seven, uh, pil- <laughs> pillow talk, not hamburgers. That was a couple chapters ago. Um, I will say very apt name for this chapter. There's a lot of talk about pillows. Yes, yes, there is. And before we start, um, I have a correction from last time. I I posted the correction in the Discord, but I know some there's a some chance that someone's listening to this that is not part of our discord uh so i totally misremembered the length the lengths of the pretenders albums the first few ones uh i was very confident that you could consider that you could put them all like doubled on a cd uh but that's completely wrong there's really only two of that like first four that you can do that with so i don't know why i made the mistake but 
Um, yeah, we we here are committed to journalistic integrity. We will obviously um, always provide these corrections. So yeah, um, but you know what you know what discography you can almost entirely put doubled up on burn CDs. What Steely Dan, and you should. I get. I guess that's true. I haven't mm-hmm. Steely Dan to me is such a vinyl band that I never really thought about it that way. Yeah. Uh did I ever did I I don't think I've said this on the podcast, but I also don't know if I ever told you, Connor, this. You have some that, information about Steely Dan or your engagement with Steely no, Dan? No. Okay. This is not about Steely Dan, this is about vinyl. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Got it. The, so back yeah. in the day I I made um like bespoke playlists that I would like upload to mega upload or whatever it was back in the day to like share with friends all the time. Um, and some of them have like various gimmicks around them. Like sometimes it would just be like a general, but I'd like, I would, I would not only put them into like a playlist in iTunes, but I would then burn the CD and then I would rip the CD, but like giving it like album art and like a, a title and everything so that it was like, it would still have like the artist and the the track names, but like it became like it it went into iTunes as this is its own album, and I still have those like iTunes albums that I made, and I just carry around like they're on my my um, phone now, stuff like that. This is just so general you would, setup. You would burn it. At what point are you putting the the metadata on it to like make it into a new? When I'm album. ripping it from the burned CD. Okay, but doesn't that, would, that just rip yeah. the, the like well, I, the existing metadata off of the like it no, rips the tracks there's ways, with the there's ways that you can do it when and I I think some of it was also when I was burning it some of that metadata was happening but then there was also like like the album art and stuff is when I was ripping it off of the CD and the okay. CD here is like purely just a thing to like make it easier for me to create copies of all of these files quickly yeah that's and, like, the other part that I was curious yeah. about. <laughs> the CD stage is, uh, I don't know what function that was serving. I mean, it was also that, like, I would burn it and then I could, like, listen to it in the car as well on, like, uh, the CD as well as having the, the digital thing. Okay. Um, gotcha. And some of it, too, is that I always, I wanted to, as best as I could, have it fit within, like, this is a, a CD runtime, you know? I wanted to, like, give myself that limit when I was making the playlist um, or intentionally be like, this is like a, a two CD playlist that I've made, but like, in, and intentionally have the breaks, like the disc breaks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the ones that was a higher gimmick one that I did is once I was like extremely sick with the flu. And so I was just like, I couldn't go to work uh, cause I was so sick. Um, and so I was just on the sofa in like my old apartment when I lived in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, and for multiple days, I, I had a, I still have it, a uh, like turntable where it can export, like you can hook up with a USB to a computer and then you can record like the vinyl that you're playing onto your computer. Uh-huh. And so I like planned out an entire playlist and then like. <laughs> I'm really it, visualizing like, this, by the way. Yeah, you set the stage so very like, well, like I'm visualizing me, it very like vividly. sick, like 
on the sofa, like, you know, laying down with the blanket over me while the, the vinyl's playing, because you just have to play it in real time. You can't, like, speed this process up in any way. Um, so I had it, yeah, all planned out. Uh, I, I recorded all of the songs, um, you know, did some, like, edits to make it, make sure that it was, like, proper volumes where it was going to be even and stuff in, like, uh, I think it was probably, no, I was using the... I don't remember what it's called anymore, but there was a Mac program that was like Audacity and better, uh, but better. And then uh, they, for some reason, made it worse. And I don't know why. Um, <laughs> they made it way, way worse. It's like garbage now. So I, I you know, now record on, on Audacity, but it was whatever that old app was. But, and then like I made like, you know, a lossless version of it, but I also planned it out so that each... Like, it, it is divided up into sides of a double LP. Uh, and so I had it timed out so that it could fit within, like, the time constraints of a vinyl as well. Okay. So I made this entire playlist that was just me recording vinyl um, <laughs> and then planning it out where, like, if you wanted to, you could theoretically, like, yeah, you do made, a like, vinyl the version. elaborate facsimile of a vinyl possible yes. in your iTunes library. Yes. Um, and I still have it. And I still have, like, both the lossless version as well as the, like, you know, uh, compressed, easy to put on your, like, phone or whatever, or iPod or whatever. Um, but That's really funny. The other, I thought I, I was I also once last time uh, I was like, wow, I revealed too much of my neurosis around managing and organizing my music. Yeah, uh, I probably seem really like just really strange. Uh, but here you come <laughs> uh, in the very next episode, making me feel a lot better. So thanks for yeah. that. Um, I also had one. This was one of the last ones that I made. Um, and I still hold fast to the rule of it, which is I did one that was entirely like it was just a bunch of Yakuza movie themes and stuff, as well as like uh, interludes that are like the audio from scenes in movies. Um, and I like put it together to like fit like the flow of a Yakuza movie where like, this is the kind of thing that would like be more at the beginning. And there's like the intro, like the person doing their introduction part, all of that. Um, and I made that playlist and the rule with that playlist and every person that I've ever given it to, I've been like very clear on this rule. Uh, you can share it with other people, but it always has to be like, you put it on a thumb drive and that person puts it on their computer. Like <laughs> I don't, not for like any legal reasons, but just for the weird, uh, this is how weird I you want to be about underground the, the playlist that I made. Yeah. It has to be underground. It can never, <laughs> it can never be shared using the internet. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Just purely, purely analog. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's good. Uh, yeah, those are, this is what we did before, po before we podcasted. Yeah, before before we were able to podcast, this is how we channeled our misfit creative energy. Um, yeah, I guess the only other also, thing that we're on the since we're on this subject of of uh, strange behaviors around music, um, I got so at, at one point I was very invested in acquiring a lot of music 
downloading it. I'm not going to uh, say what means I used, but I can read between the lines. Uh, yeah. Um, very legally purchasing and downloading off of iTunes and other approved legitimate retailers. approved retailers of yes. digital music files. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and as you, as we know, with these approved, highly regulated uh, retailers, a lot of the times when you get the music through these means, the metadata will be like highly inconsistent or bad. Um, yeah. So then I just famous like, problem with iTunes. Yeah. Uh, so I developed a method of processing. So I would acquire it, get the files, and then I would process the files, and then I would put them into a library. Eventually, I constructed a whole library, which I stand by, like, the sorting mechanism. And I still have this, like, I think at its uh, zenith, it was approaching, like, three terabytes. Uh, And there was a lot of flack in there. Once I started, once I glommed onto the flack thing... Uh, yeah, well, originally it was just whatever files I could get. And then I started to understand like audio quality. And so then I just glommed onto the FLAC files and I was like, okay, every one of all of this music that I care about, I'm now going to replace my MP3 or whatever with FLAC, uh, or something similar. Yeah. Um, and then I, um, <laughs> uh so uh, anyway uh i had a method of screening it where i'd go in i'd delete all of the like any ancillary files in there any cover art files uh run it through music brains picard uh and then which rewrites all the metadata um and then i would put it into like the library and the library is organized like the organizing principle is genre like the highest, uh, the most general, like genre characteristics that I could uh, muster. And then within that, like by decade. Uh, and then within that, like by artist. And then each of the albums has, like in brackets, it's the two final digits of the release year. <laughs> yeah. And then like the album title. So then it will sort like reasonably well to a discography. Um, so I've transferred this from like one hard drive, one hard drive to another over like, like a decade and a half. And I still have it on this very computer that I'm recording on right now. Uh, but I've since like pared it down cause I went through, um, and then I went into a cutting phase where I was like, Oh, I just, now it's too big. Now it's too much music. And I don't even care about half of this stuff. So now I'm going to, that was like the later stage neurosis. Where I was like, it got it got a different idea about managing it, and then <clears throat> um, eventually just gave up on it, and now it's more just like a. I use it to uh, still burn CDs, but also like to put files on my phone, so I can listen in my car. Yeah. Uh, anyway, probably not that interesting, but uh, <laughs> now that I've said all of that. 
but it just it seemed relevant. Yeah. Considering we're I sharing mean, our our habits about our weird music habits. Yeah, I I do not have the the like big music library I once maintained. Um in part because it, a fair amount of it was stuff that I like ripped off of CDs that I still have or um I did it at one point uh I never finished. This was like around the time where I like really fell off of maintaining the music library, but there was a part where I was like trying to record all of the vinyl that I had. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> to like also just have that like as digital files. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a part, a moment where I was like, this is ridiculous. I should just get the like flag files of the albums. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you should just, yeah. 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 Uh, much so easier. I stopped it. Yeah. It was towards the end of my, me uh, maintaining the big, um, and then I just like have had hard drives where, um, you know, I, I have cut down that to like, there's still some stuff that continues to get passed. Like I have basically every rare song, uh, ever like, you know, remixes, uh, arrangement albums, all of that, that uh-huh. stuff continues to migrate. Uh, but if I have a CD sitting on the shelf of something, um, or, uh, also some of the stuff that's just like easily accessible for me to like listen on a, a streaming thing rather than just like I own the CD. It's sitting on my shelf, but why do I need the file on my computer? if I'm not going to listen to it that often. Um, and it is just on like a streaming service. Um, at some point it might be fun to try and like, you know, build up a, a whole library again. Um, well, that's uh, the reason why I, why this happened for me is because well first of all i had the like the weird insistence on possessing it and not being you know having it on my terms and then whatever i wanted as if it was going to be taken away Mm -hmm. uh but then i I just it, it can be yeah, um, Sonatine album is no longer on on uh, Spotify, and I can listen to it other ways, but that still does just annoy me. Yeah. Um, well, now this is actually becoming a, like a legitimate, yeah, thing where, or I'm sure it was uh, prior to the the huge consolidation of um, media access and whatever with the streaming platforms. But uh, in terms of like stuff not being uh printed or like go, stuff going out of print and having limited copies like there was always scarcity i guess but now yeah it seems all of the outrageous like uh fears that i had back then <laughs> were actually legit cuz you just pay spotify whatever and then they don't have they're like they remove the album that you want from the service and then yeah yeah um I mean, one thing I, I like, fuck Spotify in in so many ways. I really um, don't like, and it's not just for political or like ethical reasons, although there are those, obviously. Yeah. I really never liked music streaming, like Spotify, what Apple Music, whatever. I don't even know them because I have been so disengaged. Um, I never got into it. Uh, so I only, I guess YouTube is technically kind of a music streaming service, but 
Uh, yeah, I mean, there's YouTube music as well, which is different than just there. There's stuff that if you just Google something or, you know, YouTube something, you just search for it, uh, you will find it. somebody uploaded it. Yeah. Um, it will not always be on YouTube music. The like yes. official thing. Yeah. And a lot of the time, a lot of I find a lot of the stuff that I have sought out over the years is like some user has uploaded it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, it's on YouTube, so I guess what's the difference? But uh, it it just it feels a little different. Uh, yeah. So that's like it's either YouTube for, like through that means or just like the music that I already have acquired. Uh, yeah. It's like pretty much all the main modality of music listening or the only um. one. Yeah, one thing with with Spotify, I mean, back in the day, we got like a cheap Spotify plan that came with Hulu and we've just like continued to be grandfathered in with it, I guess, um, so to speak. Um, And you're the reason that Spotify won't pay artists any money. They're losing too (laughs) much money on you. Yeah. Um, And like, there's a lot of obscure Icelandic music that I like. Uh, that is on there. And it's like, that's the main streaming service that is going to have it. Now, the reason why is because Spotify bought out GoGo Yoko, which was this like Icelandic service that was really artist focused. Like you could stream the music, uh, but it really heavily promoted like buying, you know, the album, stuff like that. Um, and, uh, was a very cool service that I, I used. I mean, it was like a, a app too. It was just like, you know, it was before like service is like this big thing. It would be like on my computer, I could listen to stuff and then, you know, yeah. uh, buy it to download or like get the physical album or whatever. Um, and yeah, it, I think had like way better, uh, pay per listen as well and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it got bought out, but because of that, they just have all the, the the music's still there, and so there's still some stuff where I'm like, it nobody's fucking uploaded this to like Leet. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Nobody's uploaded this to like a torrent site because not enough people fucking care about this Icelandic album. <laughs> yeah. Um I can you gotta maybe go find to, uh, the Yeah. YouTube uh, will probably have it, but You gotta go to Russian tracker. <laughs> <laughs> Are are you tracker is where you got to go. Yeah. Uh, that's been, um, well, if I were to, uh, to want to torrent anything, I have a feeling that that would be a pretty reliable place. Maybe not as reliable as it once was, but, uh, it probably is still pretty reliable. Yeah. Uh, um, you have to make an account though. So you probably have to. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to, I was going to say was, um, on the topic of playlist stuff. Um, I mean, this goes back to today. We were, you were talking cause you've been listening to like a little bit of visual K recently and like yeah, doing your Nana. side research while we're, while we're doing <laughs> Nana. Um, uh, which is, is fair. Cause, like it, it, I think it has probably given you a different sense of like what is trapness that's not like evanescence or whatever. Yeah, I think it's although like, it's funny for yeah. me, like I still enjoy making myself laugh by thinking that. 
And yeah. it's not too, too far off. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's still... There, it's like, there's a... People who are into Visual K may... There's a high probability that they also liked Evanescence, you know? It's like, yeah, it's like a 60%. Well, yeah. and Visual K, like, varies greatly, but... Yeah. The stuff we're thinking about, it's like a 60% similar blend of... Yeah. Of ideas and genres. Um, and it, and enough that the, like, there's a lot of overlap between at least U S fandoms. Um, that makes sense. At least back in the day. But because of that too, I was talking about how, like, I just was a punk kid in high school. Emily was like, uh, you know, love listening to visual K wore like the elegant Gothic Lolita, uh, fashion stuff. Um, and so I was trying to dig up some, some old photos of that time to send you just to like give a sense of the vibe of mm-hmm. like the way that I read Nana and there's a part of it that just reminds me of like, you know, being young and in love basically. <laughs> um, and one of the other things is that we would make playlists like mixtapes for each other. Um, and we'd go, cause we were both art kids. So like. We would like get jewel cases and design booklets for the playlist that we That's would like, impressive. uh, you know, print out, uh, sometimes like some of them would be done entirely digitally and then we like printed it out and cut it. Other times it would be like the, the book itself is like a, a collage object, um, of like various things pasted in. Um, we would like, uh, draw art on this the cds um we would like do the like backing track list and stuff um i could probably send you some like a photo because we still have yeah, you all should. of them that's extremely yeah. impressive um and i mean there's some that like uh emily like made that are are have visual case stuff on there so yeah. um but yeah and i mean it, it was also just a like we were in high school we were like starting to date it was had a lot of time i feel like hands. Yeah, and I feel like people still will, like, do playlists for each other, but now it's, like, a Spotify playlist that you just share, and it it's such a different vibe than, like, sitting down. Even the, the you're just burning crafting some. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even the ones where it's maybe. just, yeah, burning the CD or, like, uh you know, doing it onto a tape or whatever. Like, we're making a, a tape playlist. That was in an, in, it, uh, in and of itself already, like, such a different process than... um. The like kids these making days. a Spotify playlist. Yeah. I'll never understand her visual K. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And then we were just uh, like physical going media, all out with art. Jewel so. case having burned CDs. Yeah. Um, anyways, what do we do here? What, what, what is this podcast? Uh, I don't know. I'm a little embarrassed to say that, um, I did a is it, wait, interview, it... interview here without knowing, what what is this podcast about? Well, that's okay. Anybody could do this. <laughs> Anyone could do this <laughs> podcast, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, um, but it does have something to do. Uh, have you ever read a manga and it like didn't make you laugh? Yeah, yeah, that's happened. <laughs> yeah, it's not very pleasant, is it, when that happens? Um, I mean, it, it, it depends. Like, like Lone Wolf and Cub is, it's kind of funny sometimes if you think about it a certain way, but like, 
Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's been. I've read some bad. I've read some bad manga. Yeah. So, that's kind of what I think. That's kind of what we do here. Oh, it's not you, exactly. You it. like, you write good manga. Mm, no, not exactly. But you're kind of on the. You're on the you, right trail with the manga, the manga piece. You, you. So you don't you don't write good manga. Do you right, like? No. But it's manga uh, that is makes it, you, is. Are are you like curating good manga? In a way. Uh, so manga needs to. It's supposed to make you laugh. Uh, that's what we believe in here. I think at our podcast. Yeah. On the this podcast oh, so where we work, do you do you read manga and like talk about it and laugh? Uh, yes, but the talking about it, um, can take many different forms. But it's kind of like uh, it's kind I'll of like you, a stick. Yeah, it's kind of like a stick. So, like, I'll give you an analogy. So, okay, it's like a pillow. Uh, and then you're going to sleep on, at the end, you're going to sleep on the pillow, but at first you have, you just have the pillow. Uh, but then in order to like make it correct for. Is sleeping, is the laughing sleeping in this analogy? Yes. The laughing is sleeping. Okay. Yes. And then, but in order to get the, in order to get from pillow to sleeping on, on the pillow to get it suitable for sleeping, uh, first you have to like soften it up by hitting it with a stick. We all know this. Yeah. This is a common. This is a daily oh, occurrence in the house. So you hit the manga every- pillow with the podcast stick. <laughs> yes, exactly. The The stick is the words. And okay. that's what we hit the manga with to okay. make it laugh. Thank you for joining us today. Next time we're we'll reading chapter 68 from volume three. You can find the full schedule at exportr.com. Uh, if you have questions for us, please send them, send them to ghostdiverspod at gmail.com. You can get early access to episodes of this podcast and many others by becoming a $1 patron of the network at exportr.io and listening week before the public feeds. Or for $5, you get exclusive bonus episodes of a variety of podcasts in the network, but especially Coffee and Comic Books, a podcast where they actually talk about comics most of the time. Um, I'm also going to do a, a brief thing here to promo. Uh, I was on, I guested on an episode of Great Gun Project where they did a pilot draft of uh, mostly AU Gundam series. Um, so you can you can listen to the the Gundam ship team that I drafted. Uh, if you like this podcast, we still have a friend. They can find the free feed at exportaudio slash Putan or by searching for Pondering Putan on the podcast of choice. If you'd like to listen to us talk, we do a lot more of that over at Ghost Divers, which you can find at exportaudio slash Ghost Divers or by searching Ghost Divers on your podcast of choice. You can find the show at Ponder Putan on Twitter, just at Putan on Ghost. You can find me at Fox Omni on Twitter, Ghost, and Blue Sky, where you can check my pin tweet or pin chest, but not my spin ski because those don't exist yet to find links to all of my podcasts. Or can we find you, Connor? You can find me at Hamburgers on Hamburgers and Hamburgers. Our opening theme is Nante by Yoshida Takarone. Taking us out today is Pillow Talk by Sylvia. Class is